Hello and welcome to Operation Veteran Finance, the podcast that helps veterans and their families navigate the world of personal finance and help them accomplish their money mission. I'm your host, Garrett Sorensen, and today we're going to be talking about the four options for veterans and their TSP when leaving the military. Thrift savings plan, the TSP, we all hopefully know it by now. Everyone really has the opportunity to use this retirement savings plan for federal employees, which includes members of the military, of course. When leaving the military, veterans have several options for what they can do with their TSP. So today, we want to explore what those options are and help you make the most informed decision that you can for this uh, for your TSP assets when you're leaving the military. So first, let's talk about just leaving your TSP right where it is, right? This is a totally viable option. If you're happy with the TSP, you want to continue to contribute to it. Let's say if you're going to the National Guard or Reserves, you can do that. One thing to consider here is if you leave the service, you don't go into another federal type service or something like that. You can't make direct contributions to the TSP. However, one thing you can do is you can roll over assets from an IRA or even a uh, employer sponsor plan. So if you go and work somewhere else, you make contributions there, and then you leave that service, you can roll that money into your TSP. So these are some options for this. You can continue to manage your TSP account online. Your investments will continue to grow. It's Again, it's a perfectly viable option. What you need to consider with this option is looking at the fees that you're paying. I will say TSP is lower on fees than a lot of uh, other options that are out there. That doesn't mean that they are the lowest. It doesn't mean that that is the cheapest that you can uh, manage your money for. And so really understanding what your investment strategy is going to be is going to be one of the reasons that you would look at doing this. Uh, and that includes your investment options. We all know that the TSP is pretty limited when it comes to investment options. You only have those funds that are available to you, the five funds, and then the uh, those time-weighted funds or those age range funds, uh, which again, are just, these are just culminations of those same five funds. So you're not getting new investments with those uh, retirement-based funds. You're just getting a different mix of those five funds where it rebalances for you. So if you want better investment options, if you want to be able to uh, invest in different strategies, something like real estate, or if you want to be able to buy individual funds, or if you want to be able to investments, or if you want to be able to have some type of dividend strategy so that you have other income, that's going to be another reason that you would look at whether or not this is the best thing for you. And then uh, withdrawal options for the TSP, of course, something that you're going to want to look at. So when you do start to take funds from your TSP, what's that going to look like? Are you know having direct access to your bank account where you can send money and it be pretty much available right away is going to be pretty important. Uh, being able to do rollovers once you hit RMD age. The uh, the benefit that you have is that the TSP will send you your RMD pretty automatically. It's a, it's a pretty easy system with the TSP. But what you should consider with this is that let's say you have a TSP and you have an employer plan because you got out and you went and worked for uh, I don't know Google and then you know they you were contributing to their four hundred one k. You became a teacher and you you had a four hundred three b and then you have a traditional IRA. All of these accounts are going to be required to take an RMD. And the problem you have with all three of them is you're going to be required to take three separate RMDs. Now, 
the amount is the same, right? The the amount that you're going to pull is going to be the same whether you put all those funds into one IRA or you keep them at the three different places. But now you have three required minimum distributions that you have to take out, and make sure that you're getting and and uh, uh, really uh, taking account for compared to if you had consolidated everything down to an IRA, at least at RMD age or into the TSP, even because that's the benefit that we're talking about here, uh, that consolidates everything down to just one RMD. It's just one check that you have to take, one direct deposit you have to receive, and it becomes really simple for uh, income accounting, especially in retirement. The second option is to roll your TSP over to an IRA or an individual retirement account. So Rolling over your TSP to an IRA gives you more investment options. Just like we said, you have greater control over your investments. So not even just the investments that you have available to you, but how you know, when you're going to change from uh, a, a strategy in large cap core to large cap growth, or if you're going to move your real estate position at that point in time to a uh, technology position or some type of industrial position, whatever it might be, you're going to have greater control over that. You can also choose from a wide range of investment vehicles. So you're going to have individual stocks, like we had mentioned before. Uh, you can buy bonds, either individual bonds or you know bond uh, funds like mutual funds, which again, you'll have actually better access to more mutual funds and ETFs, exchange traded funds. So there are benefits to rolling over to an individual retirement account to that IRA. Uh, and these are things that you should consider. One thing I will say, I left when I left the military, I did roll my TSP out of the TSP. And I did it for uh, two reasons. At the time, they didn't have the Roth option inside of the TSP. So everything I had was pre-tax, meaning I had not paid tax on those funds yet. I had contributed that without paying tax to those funds. But I was contributing while I was deployed in Afghanistan in 2010. So I had this set of funds, I want to say it was about $16,000 or something like that, that had been uh, put away tax exempt on my TSP. And it always showed up separately. It always said 16,000 something, something, something uh, are tax exempt from this. And one of the main reasons I pulled that out is because I could take that money and move it directly into a Roth IRA because tax exempt in this regard is technically going to qualify the same as tax free or after tax, something you've already paid tax on in that regard. And so you can take that money that's sitting in there tax exempt, move it directly into a Roth IRA. And the benefit that you have with that is that now you have money that you have not paid tax on that's going to go into an account that is going to grow tax-free. And when you start taking those funds out, you'll never have to pay tax on the distribute or excuse me, on the contribution or the growth. So it's essentially a triple tax benefit that you're receiving from those tax-exempt funds if you had contributed, been contributing to your TSP during that period in time. To me, that was huge. I wanted to take advantage of that. The rest of it went over to a traditional. Uh, IRA at that point in time. And then I had options from there in order to convert that to Roth. Uh, you know, there was, again, I just had more control over it. And uh, that's something I enjoyed about that. So that was an option that I took in there. Of course, I do contribute to the TSP again now because I went back into the National Guard after a short time, after a short uh, break in service. And so I'm a user of the TSP and and I like it. I like the change. The, the website's a little bit different now. You got to get used to that. But um, I, you know, again, I don't mind it. Fees are low. And so, uh, you know, I, I do contribute to that. But again, when I leave the National Guard, when I retire from the National Guard, I will be taking that TSP and rolling it into something else.
one thing, and again, this is actually something I was looking back with the last one saying that you can contribute money into the TSP. If you like the TSP or you're not totally sure that you want to leave completely, if you take every penny you have out of the TSP, then you're done with the TSP. You can't go and put money back in there. You can't do anything like that. If you leave some of your funds inside of the TSP, meaning you leave a particular balance inside the TSP, then you do actually maintain that option. You do have the option to put in there. Now, as of this date of recording, that amount is $200. If you have at least $200 inside of the TSP, then you can move money into the TSP doing a direct rollover from an IRA or another employer pl uh, plan like a 401k or 403b. $200, you can still do that. So if you're like, I don't know that I fully want to make this decision, you can get down to that amount, leave those funds in there, transfer everything out, and then you have the freedom to be able to move things kind of back in and out of the TSP. Uh, not as you will, but uh, you know, again, because it's a process, but you do maintain that. So if you say, I made the, I made a mistake by doing this, I want to go back to the TSP, then you can move those funds back into the TSP. The third option uh, is to roll your TSP over to your new employer's retirement plan. So you left the military, you went and got a, a great job at Google, or you're a teacher now, you got a 403B, or, or just whatever new job that you have, they have some sort of retirement plan for you. You can transfer your TSP directly into that plan. And the benefit you have with that is that kind of just like into an IRA, again, it's going to be a direct rollover, so you're not going to see any kind of tax consequence or anything like that. And then you can contribute, you can continue to, to contribute those dollar bills into essentially the same pot of money. Now, if you like simplicity, if you like to look at things in one place and you're like, gosh, Garrett, I don't like that. I'm going to have uh, an IRA with Schwab and you know my Roth IRA, I'm going to have my traditional IRA, I'm going to have my, my Roth IRA, and then I'm going to have my 403B or 401k through my new employer. I don't know that I want all that. This might be a pretty good option for you. One login, one place to look at it, one kind of view on it. You get a lot of the downsides in a new 401k and 403b that you do with the TSP. Again, you got to look at fees, especially with 401ks and 403bs. You got to be a little bit more observant of this and know what you're looking for because there are some plans out there that are just terrible, terrible, terrible with fees. And so Having a good understanding of what to look for should really help you make that decision uh, when you're looking at rolling these funds in there, but it is an option and, and it's a good option if you want to consolidate your retirement accounts and simplify your finances. So consider that if, you, if you're looking at saying, is this really something I should be looking at? Don't go and talk to your HR person. Don't go and talk to the person that, that is offering you that 401k because they want that money to come in there because whoever's managing that is going to be able to charge a fee and get some money in there. Talk to somebody that might be more independent. Uh, you can reach out to us. Go to our website, www.operationveteranfinance.org. Go to the contact me page and fill that out. That'll come to me. And we'd be happy to take a look at it and let you know what we think and, and let you know if it's a good plan, something that you might want to at least consider uh, if this is something that you're looking at. The fourth option is to withdraw your TSP. Now, this option should really only be considered if you're in some sort of dire financial straits or, uh, you know, if you're really prepared to take that significant tax hit at one point in time. Uh, the other thing is that if you're under the age of 59 and a half, you're most likely going to be facing some type of early withdrawal penalty. Uh, you know, th there's variations of this depending on, you know, if you're uh, 55, you're taking distributions, or if you're 50 in, in some professions, like you go and end up retiring as a federal firefighter or uh, people in air traffic control, like these, these people are special and can actually do stuff at 50. 
but for the most part, if you're just, you know, like everybody else, like, like myself, where, you know, 59 and a half is kind of that, that magic number in which we can start tapping into these funds within the TSP, uh, that's going to be, this is going to be something you're going to want to consider if you're taking out these funds from it, just to, just to take them to your checking account, be able to use them and spend them how you want to do. I would at least wait until you're 59, over 59 and a half before you really consider this. And then again, you need to really consider the tax uh, liability that's going to come from that. Odds are you're not going to use every penny of that like, unless it's not a lot of money or you're in some, again, really bad financial dire straits or something like that. Uh, the tax consequence can be spread out over a few years, which would really help you. So this is something that you really, really got to look at with uh, with a, just be very cautious when you're looking at this option. And, and again, it's not one that we typically recommend. It would have to be a pretty specific reason. One option that you do have if you're looking at taking this money out before 55 or 50, if you're in one of those special circumstances, is you can do what's called a 72 T withdrawal. Now, this is a special withdrawal that you can do with employer plans, which includes a TSP in this sense, where let's say at 54, you go to the TSP and you say you want to start taking out periodic uh, adjustable payments based on your life expectancy. Now, what they're going to do is they're going to look at your life expectancy based on these, you know, these tables and these rates and everything like that. And they're going to say, okay, you will start paying you this amount each month or each year. And this is going to be the amount that it has to be for uh, at least five years and you getting past 59 and a half. So uh, if you're you know, looking at this, this is something you really, really want to consider. There's a lot of stipulations to this. You can't change the amount you're going to receive. You can't go from that rate that's based on your life expectancy to a fixed rate. Uh, there's a lot of things you can't do because if you do, then they're going to go back and retro retroactively hit you with that penalty for taking out your money uh, before you're at the right age to do so. So it can be a pretty significant hit if you start doing this and then change your mind in a few years or you make a change and you weren't at the right point in time to be able to do that. Again, if this is something you're considering, you really need to be talking to a professional about it just to make sure that you're you're doing the right thing. But, you know, I mean, look, if you're 52 and you're retired and you're saying, you know, I'm I'm pretty much right there with what I have, but I could use just a little bit more. Maybe this is a really good option for you. Maybe this is something that that you can use to help fund your lifestyle through retirement. And it may not be the worst thing if you're in that very specific situation. I think the majority of people listening to this are probably not in that situation. But if you think you are, you should absolutely reach out to us so that we can help you take an understanding of that. But I would even recommend doing a 72T withdrawal before I said, hey, just go and start taking money from your TSP and paying that 10% tax or that 10% penalty plus tax and everything like that for doing it before the age in which you can. If you're after the age, still look at the tax consequence that you're going to be bringing on from making that decision. So there you have it. Those are the four options for what to do with your TSP when leaving the military, uh, leaving your TSP where it is, rolling it over to an IRA, rolling it over to your new employer's retirement plan, 401k, 403b, or withdrawing your TSP, uh, including just a lump sum or that 72T withdrawal. So before we wrap up, I want to remind you that the decision about what to do with your TSP is, is a really important one. It's not one you should make lightly. When I left the military, I thought a lot about it. I, I you know, did pros and cons. I looked at everything like that. 
Uh, one thing you guys should do is consider your financial goals, your investment objectives, your risk tolerance before making this decision, and always seek the advice of a qualified uh, advisor like myself, where we can help you just go over some of these things before taking any action. So thank you all for listening to Operation Veteran Finance. If you found this episode helpful, please, please, please share it with your fellow veterans. Uh, share it with your friends, your family, whoever you think is going to be able to uh, really benefit from hearing this. You can add us to your favorite podcast pat, uh, platform. You get We are on all kinds of different platforms. So wherever you get your platforms, or you can go to our website, www.operationveteranfinance.org. You can listen to all of our new episodes, all of our past episodes, and you can actually contact us from there as well. We are happy to answer your questions or uh, talk to you about getting you set up for a financial plan. So Join us next time for another episode of Operation Veteran Finance, where we continue to help veterans and their families achieve their financial mission. Thanks. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Operation Veteran Finance. You can listen to this episode or all other episodes at www.operationveteranfinance.org or wherever you get your podcast. Markham Wealth LLC is an SEC-registered investment advisory firm with its principal place of business in Ohio. Registration is not an endorsement of the firm or its representatives by securities regulators, nor is it an indication that the advisor has attained a particular level of skill or ability. This discussion is intended to be general and educational in nature and is not tailored to any listener's individual circumstances or financial situation. You should not assume that any discussion or information contained herein serves as the receipt of or as substitute for personalized investment advice. All investment strategies have the potential for profit or loss. This communication should not be construed as a recommendation or solicitation to take or refrain from taking any particular course of action due to various factors, including changing regulation and market conditions. The information discussed may no longer be reflective of, of current positions or recommendations. All information presented is believed to be factual and up-to-date at the point of publication. Markham Wealth does not guarantee its accuracy, and it should not be regarded as complete analysis of the subjects discussed. The subjects discussed herein are general in nature, provide for information purposes only and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Listeners should consult with the professionals of his or her choosing regarding their specific legal, tax, or financial situations.